0: This week on our community discord stage, we're talking about the upcoming mob editions of frogs and share some excitement on the dungeon's luminous update. We also briefly give our thoughts on Elon's soon-to-be purchase of Twitter. But with the delay of the Super Mario movie until 2023, we decided to go through all the movies and television shows that our favorite plumbers have started. Spoiler alert, there's surprisingly a lot of them. If you want to join in on the shenanigans and catch this podcast live, you can do so every Monday at 8pm Mountain Time on the spontaneous discord server. And if you want to send in any of your own questions, you can do so live or send them in by email Email to spontaneous at gmail.com welcome to the weekly community discord stage hope your week's been going well tomorrow the evil mob tier list which i'm super pumped for our goal is we're going to be taking we're going to be going through and looking at all of the different mobs in minecraft and we're going to be figuring out which one seems to be the perfect fit for our truly evil and diabolical henchmen right because clearly there's going to be one that stands out far better than the rest. And I'm pumped to find that out. So that's going to be the plan tomorrow. I've got a whole thing set up. But we're not going to be doing the traditional tier list thing like you see on the website or, or the typical websites for it. What I've done is I've gone into my mine, into a Minecraft world and I've set up a big stage. We've got a ton of the different spawn things. So we'll be able to build how they've got the appearance Of a classic tier list, but we're going to be able to build it and put it inside in like this big, tall tower spanning wall kind of thing. So I'm really pumped for that. So I think that's I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm uh, it's been. ai mean, we call it the mob list. Honestly, I don't know what all constitutes as a mob in Minecraft. So we're just basically going to be doing everything. (laughs) We're going to look at a bunch of animals. We're going to look at a bunch of creatures. We're going to look at pretty much anything that you can spawn with an egg in Minecraft. We're going to figure out if it's going to be a good fit as an evil henchman for us. (laughs) And I'm really pumped for that. And then, oh my god, the new update that came out for Minecraft Dungeons with the Luminous Knight. It looks so cool. The way they have the whole campsite area and how it's all dark now you can see some of the glowing runes over in some of the stones as you get closer to the tower section oh is that so sweet i just i'm really excited to go and finish up the dlc which it's probably going to be a few weeks before we get through all that but then to go into the tower and actually try it out i'm kind of sad that we didn't go in and do the tower before i thought we were going to have a bit more time i really thought the dlc was going to be a lot shorter than it is but the levels are so long so incredibly long but not in a bad way I think in a, in a fun and exciting kind of way. Because they do, they just keep, what is it? I think the average level in the, going through the main Minecraft dungeons took us about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. I think there was like a couple of them that were longer with like a boss fight where it'd be an hour. But all of the ones in Minecraft, in like the DLC, are at least an hour. And it's been so cool going through. They've put so much work into it. But yeah, it's it's going to be really exciting. I don't know if you guys know much about Minecraft now, but that's so it's this spotlight kind of thing. I guess they do. I don't know if they do it every month. The first this is the first time I've ever heard of it. But I guess Minecraft now is happening on the 28th where they're going to do a bunch of community spotlight stuff. Talk about to talk about a bunch of like upcoming features from Minecraft. And uh, they're going to go into a uh, hopefully a whole bunch of the, the really cool things we're looking forward to in some upcoming features. I'm sure they're going to talk about frogs a bit, which uh, I think that's going to be pretty sweet. I wasn't really too keen on the whole new Swamp update with the frogs at first, but I uh, i don't know. The, I've got a bit of info here. I've, I've kind of dug through the internet to see what all it is that we know about frogs so far. Uh, I guess 2019 was the first time we had the opportunity to have frogs as a part of kind of everything. And uh, yeah, the... It was one of the community votes between a bunch of different biomes. I don't remember what the biomes were. I know the winning one. So, because it, it was we were voting on biomes that we wanted them to update more, and I think one of them was like snowy mountains, which I think was the one that was chosen. There was also the desert or savanna. I think it was the desert uh or there was the opportunity to upgrade the swamp and i think they give and they gave an example of each biome and what could possibly come with it and everybody ended up voting for the mountains the snow and the goats which i think was a pretty good choice but yeah the uh, now we finally get the opportunity and the chance for our frogs which i think will be kind of kind of neat i don't know if you've seen any pictures of the frogs but boy, do they look cool. We've got three different colors of frogs that we're gonna be getting. We've got this kind of palish white one that's gonna be found in warm biomes. We've got a green one that's gonna be found in cold biomes, and a red one that's gonna be found in temperate biomes, which is kind of cool. So we're not just getting frogs in the swamps, we're getting them in, in, a, in a variety of different biomes. And I had no idea, but I guess frogs that are. Uh, I, I assumed we'd find white frogs. Inside a in this like the snowy biomes or cold biomes just because they would blend in with the snow, but it turns out that the uh, white frogs are actually found in the desert because in in like real life uh, Out in the Sahara Desert frogs will turn white during the day to help reflect more light to help uh, Stay cooler, which which is kind of cool. I didn't I had no idea about that I guess uh, what's gonna be kind of neat is the frogs are gonna be eating slimes so that's going to be like frogs in, when you're wandering around a swamp and you see frogs or slimes bouncing around. If a frog sees it, the frog will go and try and eat it. I think it drops the loot still and it leaves that there. But that'll be kind of interesting because I think frogs will be a neat way to see how a bunch of slime. Uh, what, do you, what do they call them like slime generators or the slime slime farms? It's going to be neat to see how frogs are incorporated into those now. Uh, originally, I guess this is kind of neat. Frogs were supposed to eat fireflies, which in some places fire frogs do eat fireflies, but certain fireflies, I guess, are toxic to frogs and will kill them. So they decided not to go for that because uh, I guess they're trying to uh, do everything they can to not <laughs> not make people think that so they can feed certain things, I think, because what didn't the, wasn't the parrot able to eat chocolate chip cookies for the longest time? And then they they ended up taking that out because they found out that uh, chocolate's toxic to fro- or enough frogs. Chocolate is toxic to parrots, which I had no idea up until uh, I had no idea about that, which was kind of neat. But what was kind of, what I was really looking forward to is originally when they were thinking about frogs with eating fireflies. Once they ate enough fireflies they were thinking it was going to make the frogs glow or they were going to generate some sort of light source, which would have been kind of neat. And what they've ended up doing to kind of counter, quotation marks, counteract that, is instead it's going to be slime or uh, magma cubes. And the logic that they gave for that is slimes are cubes and magma cubes are cubes. So clearly they could eat them. (laughs) Which I thought that was kind of neat. So that'll be interesting because I wonder if they eat the actual block or if you throw... The cubes on the ground for that i don't i don't know if they specified that but now i'm curious about that so and if that's the case well i guess magma cubes can't wait can magma, magma cubes yeah they can spawn in the overworld rarely though right magma cubes either spawn in the bottom of the ocean the bottom of ravines that are full of water or they spawn i guess with uh with the por- rune portals right I don't think I've ever seen mega cubes anywhere else. So the chances of coming across a glowing frog in the wild is going to be slim to none. I wouldn't be surprised if that's considered one of the most rare things now. That'd be kind of neat to see come across one of those. I don't know if you've seen the concept art for some of the frogs too. Looks really cool. I think they played around with a bunch of different colors. I don't know if we'll get more colors of them later, but in the concept art, I think there was like some purple frogs. There were some yellow frogs. So it'll be neat to see how they go through and, and play through that but one of the things that's kind of interesting is with the update of the swamp i honestly thought they were going to add in some different things like maybe like hippos or wait i don't even know if hippos are in swamps they're in the are are hippos in the jungle oh god i'm gonna look this up right now where do we find all right here we go where do hippos live the zoo thank you google um They live in slow-moving rivers and lakes in Africa. Okay, so maybe you could argue there's probably some swamps that they they partake themselves in. But I thought they were going to add some different animals. But I guess they don't want to add dangerous creatures so when Minecraft or when when mojang is going and thinking about what kind of creatures they want to add in they don't want to add in aggressive or dain or like mobs that would be considered aggressive or dangerous that are real world animals they don't mind doing passive ones like goats or sheep or cows or frogs or stuff like that but they don't want to do things like lions or sharks or anything like that anytime they go to implement an aggressive animal they're going to just completely create something brand new which i think is kind of neat because their reasoning behind that was they want to go and create uh they, they only want to implement animals that are going to be um uh that aren't going to have any like real world implica- uh, real world implications like if they put alligators in Minecraft they didn't want people to become fearful or scared or mad at alligators in Minecraft and then have that translate into the real world so they were just like yeah we just won't add anything like that we'll just create our own aggressive and uh mobs and then we'll just add the passive ones naturally which I thought was so cool it's a really it's a really interesting approach that they go for it oh hey it's good to see you so I'm really excited to see what they kind of do about that. Uh, what are we talking about right now? We're talking about uh, f- we just we just finished talking about frogs that are coming into Minecraft. And then we're also we're talking about just kind of like m- what I was expecting to see if they ever upgraded, uh, updated the swamp. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Alligators would have been really cool to see in Minecraft because I think it would have been really fun to have alligators as I don't know the way I envision them is most of the time they would be maybe like passive aggressive where they would only attack if they were hungry and then if you could tame them then maybe you'd be able to like stand on their head and ride them across little short periods of water or short distances in water that might have been kind of cool like in i guess the only way i can think of doing it would be if you put like a rabbit on like a on a stick and (laughs) and like dangled it in front of the alligators you could just like stand on its head and then just oh that'd be so much funny riding an alligator in a battle how cool would that be alligators would make an absolutely incredible mount fox is back from the back rooms hey fox <laughs> yeah i think that would be so sweet right because alligators are really intimidating although i don't know if you guys have seen pictures i'm gonna have to look for one right now uh, there's the uh Alligator floating underwater. If There's a gif for it, I think, right? It looks really dorky. Oh, that's not a great one. Let me... Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so this... I'm going to save this. I'm going to post this in the Discord chat. My internet is lagging. We'll give it a second. There we go. This is what alligators look like when they're floating. (laughs) Like when you see them from the surface, it's like, oh my God, that looks so intimidating. But when you see them underwater, from the underwater perspective, it just looks like they're coming in for a hug, right? They look like the most friendly things I've ever seen in my entire life. And I wonder if the reason why they just look so intimidating is because most of the time we see them in movies or in pictures it's in murky water where the 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 water's really dark green so the alligator blends in with it really well or it's just so the water's just so opaque you can't see really into it at all and it's just when I see that right alligators they just look so friendly the hug is a trap <laughs> Oh, okay. Now that makes me think it'd be really cool to have a mob where it's like this really... F- Imagine having this mob where in Minecraft where it's uh there were two different variations of it but they looked exactly the same so you never really knew what you were going to be getting from it and it was this taller creature that had its arms held out like it wanted to give you a hug and sometimes you would go in for the hug and it would give you something really nice like maybe it would give you some food or some berries or some some ore or something like that and then other times you would go in for the hug and it would just it would hold on to you and it would try and kill you <laughs> right you just never knew what you were getting from it That would be terrifying. I'd probably never go up to them. But what would be really... What would be really neat... You mean this guy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the the alligator from Kroko Crackers. I've never seen that before. Those remind me of Ritz Crackers. Oh, dude. Ritz Crackers used to come in different shapes, didn't they? I swear you used to be able to buy Ritz Crackers in, in different shapes. Ritz. Crackers wait there's different flavors whoa what is this oh i guess this makes sense there there's the cheese flavor okay i i recognize that there for a while there were ritz crackers you could get as little cheese sandwiches but i'm pretty sure there's different shapes ritz crackers were the crackers that we grew up knowing tons about oh maybe i'm mixing them up with other crackers Oh, I'm I'm a hundred percent mixing them up with other crackers. No, nope, there I've definitely never had a Ritz cracker that was a different shape. For some reason, I was convinced that there were triangle ones, or uh, or or or, or like uh octagons, or uh, I think octagons are the eight sides, right? It was definitely more of like an octagon than a hexagon. But yeah, it must have been other crackers that we had then. Definitely wasn't Red's Crackers. I'm not seeing anything about those with uh, with different shapes. That's crazy. Croco Crackers. I'll have to see if I can find those, but I'm assuming those are from a different country than than where I live in, in Canada because I've I've never seen those before in my life. I used to go up and down the Crackers aisle looking for great things. What is better, Mario Racing or Sonic Racing? I've never actually played Sonic Racing before. If I had to pick one, I would go with Diddy Kong Racing all the way. <laughs> I loved Diddy Kong Racing growing up. I think so we had this small little uh what's it called? Like a remember when you used to be able to rent movies and video games from a store. Like where you would physically walk into it and you would see sh- aisles and aisles and shelves of just games and movies. Back when you used to have those kinds of stores, who knows? Maybe, maybe some of you aren't even old enough to even know what what those are. <laughs> when I was younger, we had we had one called. I don't know if I can. You know, I, I don't think I can give the name. I think it would dox me. I think there's there's probably. I don't know if there was there was actually. Let me look this up. Let me find out. Oh yeah, hundred percent would dox me. Yep. <laughs> So I can't say what the name of the place was, but it was basically kind of like, uh, it was like movie gallery, but it, it was, it was owned by like a, a single person. Uh, their fam- there was a family, uh, a family that we knew. My, my sister was really good friends with, uh, or was isn't the same great as the uh, the daughter of the person that owned the whole place, but uh, that's not really, <laughs> it's not really relevant. But yeah, we used to go in there and we would rent Diddy Kong Racing for the N64 every chance we could get and there was even i don't remember what birthday of mine i think it was my i want to say i was in single digits maybe double digits for my age or like early double digits and actually let me find out when was uh when did the n64 come out the N sixty four came out in nineteen ninety six. Okay, so I and so then when did the GameCube come out? That's what we gotta find out now. Nineteen ninety six, two thousand and one. Okay, so it was definitely before the GameCube's time. It must have been like nineteen ninety eight. I'd have to guess because I think it'd been out for a little bit. But we uh, we actually rented an, uh a Nintendo sixty four from the uh from from the video place and so we had a cut we had two nintendo 64s at my house for a for my birthday party and we had a bunch of people and we were just playing n64 games and it was incredible and just diddy kong racing if you guys haven't had the chance look up diddy kong racing i'm sure it looks terrible now i don't think it's aged very well but you used to be able to do it was like it wasn't as fancy as mario kart but what Diddy Kong racing had was you would you could race cars, boats, and planes. Not all at the same time. You would switch between different ones. But you would uh, you would race along these different tracks or through these different fields. I don't remember if you would change the kind of uh, vehicle you had, but it was the absolute coolest racing thing too. Because the main menu of Diddy Kong Racing was actually this little open world that I think you would drive around it and You would drive into the section where you wanted to do different kinds of racing. It was so cool. Diddy Kong Racing was my jam. It was it was my lifeblood. It was. <laughs> I loved it. I know there was one that came out on the DS, but I don't think I played that one. Or I, I, or maybe I just, maybe I did, but I think they they dumbed it down is in the right word. I think a lot of the features that I really liked in the first one were gone. Or maybe I just realized it wasn't as good as I thought. You think you're a tryhardy. You played Sonic Racing for 30 minutes. And you got two gold trophies, three silver and 20 copper. No flax? I don't know what you mean by no flax. And I don't know if that's great, but congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, oh, God. I'm... Uh, that takes me down the memory lane. When the GameCube first came out, an Animal Crossing came out. My So my mom had this day home. And she would run the day home for... Oh, man. There were, I think at the max, at the peak, there were like 12 kids or something like that, including me and my sister. But there was a couple people that were being introduced. Like, my mom was meeting the parents, and then the kids came over, and it was the first time we ever really met them. And so my mom was trying to see if they would be, if she'd be okay with, like, they'd, they'd be a good fit for the day home. And it was right... Around the time when the very first Animal Crossing came out, and so what we would do is we we rented Animal Crossing and we played it. We put it on, the, loaded it up on the GameCube, and because there were there was my me, and my sister, and then there were the two people that were uh, that were visiting to see if they would be a good fit for the day home. We would play Animal Crossing, but it was only single player. So what we would do is each. We would we would set a timer so each of us would get 20 minutes. So 20 minutes would start. You'd load into your Animal Crossing game. You'd have enough time to run down to the beach, collect some seashells, maybe catch like a bug or two, sell them at Tom Nooks, and then go back and save. And the next person would go in. And we did that for hours. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I honest, the uh, the first Animal Crossing was probably one of the game's Oh, I think it was the first game like that that I ever really got super into. We also we also got very acquainted with uh with Rossetti because we had we the tv that we had upstairs was the uh it was, it, it was the it was our main tv that was what the gamecube was usually plugged into and it was my dad's tv so sometimes he would come home for work or uh we would i would get up early so i could play video games and then when he would get up he would come down to watch sports and so he'd be like all right spencer this is you know you've got like 10 minutes and then the tv's mine and I, so i'd be like all right cool but then i would just keep playing and sometimes he'd eventually be like all right that's it and he'd come down and he hit the power off button <laughs> and would come out and cause problems i think i've told this story a couple times but the uh my most fond and weird memory of animal crossing is there it was one of the moments where the game got turned off and i turned it back on uh, the next time I went to play and Rossetti popped up and did his usual spiel where he's like, oh, you got to make sure you save if you quit without saving, blah, 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 which I think animal, the guys making Animal Crossing, they put that in because they wanted to have some sort of deterrent to slow people down from being able to go in and just adjust the GameCube's in, in-game clock to like speed through everything. Uh, and so they had it. So because to do that, you would need to shut off without saving, I believe. And so they would uh, they would set it up so that Rossetti would come in and he would sometimes it felt like he would take like 20 minutes to go through and talk through this huge spiel but there was one of the times where he's going through and he's like fine you know what i've given you warnings you don't you don't feel like you're like you're not going to learn i'm resetting your animal crossing memory card and then the screen goes black and it goes black and it holds there for about it felt like it forever, but it was probably like five to 10 seconds. And I'm so mad. I'm so furious. I'm standing up controller in my hand, ready to throw it at the ground. And then right was I'm right as I'm about to throw it. Rossetti pops back and he's like, hey, you were about to throw your controller, weren't you? And oh, man, it was the the humor and things that uh, they could get away with back then. was So good. If they did that today. People would have thrown controllers and then they would have they would have contacted Nintendo like this is your fault. Give me a new one. <laughs> There's no they would have been able to get away with it. What are you guys talking about? Genshin Impact. Wait, you love the game? Fossil Hunter's Champions on the original DS. Fossil Hunters Champions. This sounds familiar. Was this one where you had to go and find fossils refurbish them and like uh, then the fossils would fight each other kind of like pokemon games is that i'm thinking it would have this like mini game where you were like cleaning or digging the fossil out of the ground or something like that i was really big into that for a while i think that's it looks like it's the same thing fossil hunters champions there's first look gameplay Oh, here i'll look at the uh the down wait there's a whole there's a 30 minute video of the downfall of fossil fighters they call it one of the best ds games that's crazy was it really that huge is it because of oh they're talking of they're comparing it to like pokemon and stuff like that oh 100 okay so i think i did play fossil hunters or maybe is fossil hunters the second one 2011 there's some fossils maybe maybe i'm thinking of of a different one let me look this up there is a uh, ds game where you clean fossils it looks like it's fossil hunters oh yeah that's it oh i was scrolled up in the the chat so (laughs) the messages weren't uh weren't updating for me you finished it once but it was cool i i never finished it I don't, or maybe I did. I don't know. It's so long ago. Your brother hasn't played Genshin Impact, but he got ninety percent progress. You think he needs to go? <laughs> you think he needs to go outside? That's a lot of. That's. Oh, I can't really say anything because I. Oh god, the original Guild Wars that came out on PC was one of the first MMOs I ever really got into, and that's all I would play. I would spend. I've spent so many hours on that. I think. At one point we did, there was where you could like go like, it was the exclamation marker slash playtime. And I had 1600 hours in it. I honestly think some of that was just kind of like leaving it on while I was walking away and doing a couple other things. But my God, it was, I think that's the game I've put the most, I don't think I've ever put that many hours into any other game. I think the closest I had was Rocket League on Steam. I know we talked about this before. But I think Rocket League has my most played hours. At 600, yeah, it's almost just under 700 hours. Because I think Space Engineers was close. I never remember. Space, oh, Space Engineers was 730 hours. Honestly, if if I had, because I have the original Skyrim. And then, which is 201 hours. Was it only 201 hours? I swear I played that a lot more. Wait, you're disappointed they disabled the friend cannon thing? Wait, what is this? Zombie dinos, friend cannon stuff? What are you guys talking about? Is that, what is that from? Is that from Genshin? Or is that from the Fossil Hunters thing? And did they make more Fossil Hunters? I remember seeing something about a Fossil Hunters. Oh, then there's Fossil Hunters Spectrodes. Okay, so Spectrobes, I never played Fossil Hunters, I played Spectrobes, that's what it was. Spectrobes is the one that I played, which came out in 2007, and then Fossil Hunters came out in 2011, it looks like. Okay, so I think I played the older, the maybe what Fossil Hunters was based off of, I'm not quite sure. But Spectrums was what I played. That was really cool because you would go and you'd fight monsters. You'd go and like turn the fossils into things. And it was like a 3D fighting game, too, uh, where you'd like be moving around in an arena and and making attacks against stuff. It wasn't a turn based kind of one, which is fine. It looks like that's what Fossil Hunters was. I think that would have made Fossil Hunters really neat to play through. But uh, did you guys see that Elon Musk has bought Twitter? I'm kind of excited for this to see what he does with it. There's a, I'm seeing a lot of posts and a lot of people just outraged with like Twitter's going to be ruined. I'm getting out of here. But he's but there's nothing that he said where he's really changing it. He did. Yeah, it was there's a the press release came out. Was it a day or two ago? I know because he was reaching out and he was just like, hey, Twitter, I would like to buy you for X amount of dollars. And then you didn't really hear too much back. It seemed like Twitter wasn't going to go for it. And then they were just like, yeah, we're going to press release because, hey, uh, we're going to sell to Elon. <laughs> And he was talking about all these different things that he wants to do where he's like, yeah, we're going to crack down on bots. We're going to make it so it's more of like a human experience. And uh, he's like, yeah, but most of the stuff Twitter was already working on. So it's not like I'm just coming in here and changing the direction for stuff. And it doesn't really look like he's going to do anything terrible with it. I'm kind of excited to see what he does. Because, I mean, he's a weird guy, but he's smart. There's, he's got a lot of incredible things going on. So it'll be I'm really excited to see what he does with Twitter. Worst case scenario, Twitter gets really bad and we all just move to somewhere else. <laughs> right? You know, worst worst case scenario, we just move somewhere else. That's that's what's great about a lot of these social media platforms is a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, it's going to get ruined." blah blah. It's like, "Well, that's fine. We'll just we'll just move somewhere else cuz somewhere else is going to come up eventually." Twitter is like a battlefield. The way I see Twitter is it's it's got three kinds of people on it people that uh, share just kind of their daily life stuff, people that are trying to grow a Twitter to get bigger, and then people that just hate everybody <laughs> and everything. And it doesn't matter what you say. They're just there to hate on you. That's that's what I see with Twitter. <laughs> You're one of those three people, and that's your only choices. You don't get to pick anyone I'm- You don't get to pick anything other. You don't get to create anything new. Everything. Everybody falls into one of those three things. I don't know what the people are that are supporting Z. I don't know what that means. But uh, zoo files. What are zoo files? Do I want to know what that is? I don't think I'm going to Google it, because I think... Oh, no, let's not talk about... All right, no, 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 no. We're going to just delete that We're not talking about that stuff. All right, moving past that. (laughs) Okay, so uh, did you guys see that Super Mario movie was delayed? (laughs) Moving to 2023, which is fine. Realistically, 2023 isn't that far along. But I ended up getting a list uh, of every single television show or movie that came out that was mario themed and my god there are so many of them i had no idea are you guys ready to hear about some of these so the very first one that came out was saturday supercade which was an animated television series television series based on a bunch of different arcade games Um, that were popular around the time of 1983. And there were three different segments for different games. There was Frogger, and then there was Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. And then there was... Yeah, so sorry, there was one that featured Frogger, there was one that featured Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. And then there was one that featured Mario, Pauline, Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong Jr. Which Pauline was the original lady that was a part of all of the Mario stuff. So I don't know too much about it, but it was just a, kind of like this, this short cartoon that just had a bunch of different segments for that. And then uh, there were apparently 97 episodes of it, though. So that went on for a fair amount of time. We also had the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, which I've never heard of this either. It's, it was the first Super Mario cartoon produced by Dice Entertainment. And the show featured both a live segment and an animated segment, which is really weird even shows today that have a mix of live and 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 uh uh, like live segments and animated segments are generally like kids shows and not the kind of kids shows that you would want your kids to be watching (laughs) they would be they're generally really weird ones but this is this one was mostly based on super mario bros one and two on and on fridays the show would play an animated legend of zelda segment featuring characters from the games like link and princess zelda which i'm a I'm assuming that's where we got all of the weird Legend of Zelda TV show stuff from. Because originally there was the animated Legend of Zelda show that a lot of people make fun of. For good reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, there was that. There's also one called Captain N, the, Ma- the Game Master which was a cartoon that featured the characters of Kevin Keane being sucked into video land, where many different Nintendo characters' elements from several series made an appearance. Characters from the Mario franchise, uh, such as Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr., were featured. So I've never... I'm going to look this up right now, because I'm really curious about how this was done. Captain N, Game Master. What did this, what did this look like? It almost looks like a game show. Yeah, the uh the original Legend of Zelda cartoon was just really bad. It just wasn't it wasn't good. Uh characters, what do they have? They had a bunch of villains. It's not showing me pictures. I'm trying to see. What can I maybe I can look up the first episode? Because I'm really curious to see how it looked. Captain and the Game Master. Can I just look up episode one? <gasps> Whoa, there it is. It's like a full 24-minute episode. Oh, dude, it's actually, it's animated in the same kind of style as what you got of, like, the old ones of, like, He-Man. Whoa. This is crazy. It actually looks pretty well put together. And so this is some kid that got trapped in a video game. Oh, the, the opening credits show, like, the live action his house and then getting sucked into it. The villains look really cool too. That's kind of I'm actually going to go and watch this now. But it's called Captain N, Game Master 101, Kevin in Videoland. And Videoland's the world that he gets sucked into. Ooh, I'm going to check that out. That's actually that sounds really cool. That was in 9 Wow, that was in 1991. That was before I was All of these shows we've been talking about so, so far are all from before I was born. I think that's why I never saw them. We've also got King Koopa's Cool cartoons. It's a live action show featuring a man dressed up and playing the role of King Koopa. The show featured a live audience with which consisted of children. At the end of the episode, the man in the suit would give away prizes to winners such as a power glove. A live show. King Koopa's cool cartoons. All right, let's look this up now too. King Koopa's cool cartoons. And it all starts with K. So it's KKKK. <laughs> That's almost not good. Oh, it looks really bad. (laughs) It looks so bad. (laughs) The pictures from this? Oh, no. But I guess game shows back then were really weird, weren't they? All right, I found a short two-minute clip. Here, this is what I'll share this with here. Check this. Guys, check this out. This is what he looked like. I feel like this is the kind of thing I would expect to see out. It's it's almost like a really old version of the Grinch. But if the Grinch was a game show. That is so weird. But then the game show they go through and they they play through different things. And it's you can see there's Mario and Luigi in the background. They give out prizes like the Power Glove and other things at the end of every episode. Wow, game shows what's there's so much production value went into a lot of these game shows and then for and then after a while it's almost like game shows went more down to a minimalist kind of thing i do mean, i wonder if they were just kind of like look game shows are really popular let's pitch a bunch of game shows so then they would just do the bare minimum and then because they the bare minimum was done they were just like well we've already got like a, everybody seemed to like it like this let's just keep it how it is but i wonder if Maybe back then, busier sets and stuff like that was more uh, was more popular. Do I want book suggestions? I'm always open to book suggestions. I'm always looking for more stuff to read. We've also got Club Mario. During the summer of 1990, during broadcasts of the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, the live-action segments were replaced by Club Mario, which feed a group of teenage Mario fans. Wait, what? What is Club Mario now? Club Mario. How does this work? So it's just a bunch of commercials and stuff of of games or like kids toys and stuff like that. And then it looks like it's just people that were really big into Mario. And I don't know. This is weird this is really weird i'm having a hard time following along but it really does remind me of the old school television stuff so i don't know if you guys ever saw this but and i don't know if they still do it on like the kids channels on the weekends but there were these tv stations that would just have tons of kids shows and when you would go to watch it there would there would be these segments in between each of the show where they'd have this stage this setup this voice speaker and uh or not this voice speaker, but like an actual host of it where they would go through and like introduce the shows that are coming up, talk about different things, have little like mini game segments and stuff like that, where they would bring on weird little guests and do little things. And the uh, the Club Mario looks like exactly what it dude, it gives me so much nostalgia. That is that is ridiculous. There's so many weird things. I don't want to read the descriptions of all of these anymore, except for there's one that looks really weird that we're going to take a look. That we're going to take a look at. But we got Super Mario World, which is a TV show in 1991. There was another Captain N and the Video Game Masters, which looks like it was the Captain N show that came back. Then we had Mario All-Stars. To coincide with the recent release of Super Mario Articles and the SNES, DICE released another compilation TV show, which mashed up the Super Mario Bros. Super Show and the Super Mario World. So it must have been just like a mash of a bunch of that stuff put together. Then there was Donkey Kong Country, apparently had its own show. Based off the Donkey Kong Country trilogy, this Canadian-French... Chinese CG animated series ran for two seasons and 48. A- oh, I remember this. Donkey Kong Country. It was 1996 to 2000. I watched that on TV, dude. Okay. Donkey Kong Country TV show. How bad? What are the- Who are the voice actors? Richard Yearwood, Andrew Sebastian, Aaron Tager, Benedict Campbell. I don't remember any of these guys. Yeah, the animated show was so bad. But it was so, but I loved it as a kid because it was just weird and kind of funky because they had a lot of really neat interactions between all the different characters. And it was just a bunch of really dumb, silly jokes, which really fits well into uh, <laughs> into being a child. Oh, dude, you remember that, Brando? Nice. It's, yeah, that was a weird show. The one I'm really curious about Is there's one called Donkey Kong Planet, which is a children's show featuring part of Donkey Kong Country cast. Donkey Kong Planet consists of airing a children's series interspersed with comedic skits. It was aired exclusively in France. Wait, really? Donkey Kong Planet. We got to look this up here too now. Donkey Kong Planet, episode one. Let's see if we can get the whole thing. There's Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong planets French show. Can we look up that? DKTV, we've got that. DKTV Collective. Is that what it was? Whoa, so they did live action and 3D, where they had a this lady host, and Donkey Kong would be there in 3D, and I think they interacted with each other. That's crazy. Wow, wow, <laughs> and then there were more films than I thought. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven films. Not all of them uh completely involved. Like one of them's one of them's coming out next year, twenty twenty three. Then the the pixel ones, which counts as like a because I think they have it as a Mario film because it's where Donkey Kong appears. Uh, which technically Donkey Kong's kind of a Mario character. It's how he originally started. Although, or could you argue that Mario started as a Donkey Kong character? I think we could argue more that way, couldn't we? Uh, let's see. We've got, there's the live action movie from Super Mario featuring Bob Hoskins and John as Mario and Luigi. What's crazy is, what was it? I think there was some weird news about it where it was made on a budget of $42 million. I don't think it made anywhere near that. It was also the first ever live action movie adaptation of a video game. Okay, so this came out in 1993. When did Ghostbusters come out? Ghostbusters came out in 2016 no 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 that was no no original Ghostbusters release date came out in 1984 okay because when I look at the poster for the Super Mario movie it really gives me or for the original Super Mario movie it really gives me Ghostbuster vibes I really just, I feel like it's like a Ghostbusters M with seeing the big letter M there for it. There was another one, The Wizard. I think I remember seeing that. an action comedies, far, uh, f- film stars two teenage boys, Corey and Jimmy, who sneak out of their home and set off on a trip across country. After meeting up with a young girl, Haley, they discover that Jimmy, the emotional disturbed little brother, has a gift for playing video games. They enter a video game competition in California. The movie features countless references to video games, and in the movie's climax, Jimmy plays Super Mario Bros. 3 the contest at the end well th- thanks for spoiling the whole movie uh this description <laughs> i remember seeing that movie when i was younger i don't ever think i watched it on like vhs i think i watched it on tv it was actually not bad at least from what i remember i don't know now but then there was the an- wait amada anime series a, th- a series of three japanese only mario animated films based on fairy tales <gasps> Oh, that's kind of neat. So it takes Mario and all the characters and they just kind of replace the fairy tales. That was in 1989. The oldest film was 1986, which the Saturday Supercade in 1983 to 1984 came out first. So they did the TV series first and then the movie. That's crazy. A Japanese-only Mario animated movie based off the Super Mario Bros. game. Running for approximately one hour is directed by this guy and written by another guy, produced by another person. It uh, doesn't really give me any other. Doesn't really give me any information about it. Uh, let me see. The movie opens with Mario playing a video game on a family computer. Luigi goes to bed because it's late, but Mario continues to play the game. Suddenly, the screen changes, and the player character is replaced by a girl in a dress fighting and fleeing various Mario enemies. In a panic, she transports out of the television. Oh, and then it just kind of starts going from that's So cool. There's a part where they're they meet some sort of wizard. And then a bunch of the. Oh, wow. They changed the style of a bunch of the different characters. I'm going to have to watch. Look this up now. That's kind of cool. What is the best Minecraft cooking mod? Ooh, That's a good question. If I had to say. I don't know. I haven't really played around with too many of them. We have the cooking for blockheads in um in Project Aussie, but I haven't played around with it yet. I think I've made some of the components for it and used it to like make a cool looking kitchen and that was it. <laughs> you want to be the Minecraft Gordon Ramsay? For a w- I made a YouTube video a while back where originally I was wanting to do this kind of like Gordon Ramsay styled show where we went into different like Minecraft restaurants and helped like fix their, the issues that were going on with it. But then due to some ad lib and some amazing storytelling from uh, from Chris and uh, and Rin, we, it ended up becoming its own separate thing. And uh, we're going to we're going to put more episodes for it out later. But, uh, yeah, originally I wanted to do this whole Minecraft Gordon Ramsay kind of thing because I ended up getting into this kick of watching the Gordon Ramsay TV shows. And, uh, what are you, an idiot sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make a really big, I tried to do that joke in Minecraft and it didn't turn, it didn't go over well. So it got cut out of the video. <laughs> there was no way to really fit it in there super well. But Pam's Harvest Craft is the one that I know the most of, but I've only ever really done the farming aspects of it. I've never really done much of the cooking thing. Um, the only one that seems kind of neat that I haven't played around with is there. I, I remember Direwolf having one where you would combine different foods together and you could kind of combine anything you wanted but I don't remember exactly how it all worked. But you basically made your own custom sandwiches and stews by adding in tons of different things in it. And he's very diverse in his insults. He is pretty impressive with a lot of that stuff. But I'm sure there's tons of cooking mods. Uh, There's another one here I just saw that I've never heard of before. The Spice of Life and its Variations. The Spice of Life mod is an interesting mod in Minecraft instead of just adding food. This mod tracks how diverse the player's food diet is in the game. The regular Spice of Life mod will punish players for eating the same foods too many times in a row by giving the players less and less health points. Oh, I think I've used that. I think that's in... The, um... That series... The 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 Stranded one that I'm doing... I do every Sunday with Sigma and Peaches. Oh, interesting. But I guess that would also adds in a bunch of different stuff, too, where you get, like, extra rewards for eating diversely as opposed to punishing for, there was another one that I saw where you actually had to eat specific re or specific kinds of food to like up. You had three different bars for your, uh, your food bar. There was, it was like fruits, vegetables, and protein or something like that. Or maybe it was like bread, meat, and vegetables, something like that. And you had to combine all those together. You had, or you had to eat different foods to com- to bring the bars all up together and it was something like that I'm pretty sure that was in one of the versions of r l craft because I did play r l craft once before but uh yeah I don't know that's all I've really got planned unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about we might wrap this up early today I mean not early, like early like by ten minutes but uh, I don't really have anything else to, to chat about. I guess the only other thing too, if you guys are interested, I'm going to make a post about this in the announcements as well, that if anybody has suggestions for what mobs they think would be like, really like the evil mobs or the uh, the not so evil mobs or wherever you they kind of fit feel like the mobs would fit within a tier list to throw that down in the evil mob tier list uh, suggestions. I think you guys, hopefully you can see it. If I edit the channel permissions, view channel is set to everybody and everybody can send messages. In okay, cool, cool. So you guys have any suggestions? Feel free to throw those down in there. And uh if you don't if you uh want to help create our evil mob tier list but you don't think you'll be around for stream tomorrow. But uh, your luck is the worst. You found five dragons in IRL craft. I'm pretty sure you don't have to, it's not that your luck is the worst. Uh it's just that uh you know, that's just that is just how our IRL <laughs> craft works because the dragons explore and they they move around they'll have like their own little home location but they'll travel and they'll go and look at other places and then they fly back home during the night for most of the dragons although i think the lightning ones would be sleeping during the day and they would be active during the night i don't fully remember exactly how all of them work but yeah i think with that we're gonna wrap up the weekly community discord stage thanks for hanging out. Have yourselves a fantastic rest of your week. I still haven't decided what we're gonna do Wednesday. We'll do something. We might we might head into Project Aussie and do some work there. But uh, the, the villagers are evil. Well, it, it depends. The villagers can be evil. They really don't understand how money works. Which truly is the question is is it evil or is it just dumb? <laughs> they don't pay taxes. <laughs> Playing with viewer stream. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we might. We might hop down into the uh, whatever it's called. The uh, maybe we'll do some stuff in the realm. I haven't decided yet. We'll figure out what's going on. I think I'm still ahead of stuff for footage and the story stuff that's going on in Project Aussie. So I think I still got another week of stuff there before we're kind of caught up in the timeline. So I don't know if I, maybe we won't do Project Oz yet. It all depends on what's going on. I, there's a couple projects in, on the go. It's mostly me just gathering resources. So I don't know if I want to do a stream where I just wander through caves and harvest resources. Because it's not like regular harvesting resources too. You just kind of holds the, uh, <laughs> you just hold the button to uh, go and collect massive chunks. And that's all I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be basically strip mining a bunch, of, a bunch of basic stuff. But we'll see. We'll see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll f- we'll figure out tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll figure out what the plan is for Wednesday. And we'll just kind of go from there. Good luck. Safe travels. One of these days we will take over the world. The world will be ours. And it will be a glorious day. And that's another episode. Thanks for hanging out this far, and if you want to catch more of my content, there's a link to my Discord in the podcast episode notes. And if you want to catch this podcast live, you can do so at 8 p.m. Mountain Time every Monday. We're hanging out talking in our Discord server. You can also find me on youtube.com spontaneous with weekly uploads on Fridays, as well as I'm live on twitch.tv spontaneous every Monday to Thursday, 8 a.m. Mountain Time to around 10 a.m. Sometimes even a little longer. Depends on what we're doing.